Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tuned in to the Roto Experts. This is the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we are the Roto Experts alongside the Fantasy Executive Corey Parson and Wall Street Matt Modica. I am Greg Sussman. Matt, you, you seem to be in a good mood this morning. Oh, I'm in a damn good mood. It's a glorious day. Yes. Yes, it's, you know, it's a glorious day to be here with you each and every, each and every day. <laughs> Same right back at you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, it's wonderful. What's Fantasy Exec's take on the day? How are you today, Corey? Uh, ooh, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. A little winded? Yeah, a little winded. Um, just trying to catch my breath. I don't. This is. I don't know. It's interesting. You know what we're going to talk about the lead story today. What is this little man? I don't know. I like. I like it. It feels nice. It's nice, right? It does feel nice. I guess they bring when they bring new talent in, you get new stuff. (laughs) (laughs) This is not for you, exec. No. So here's the thing, right? Like we ended like a couple weeks ago talking about how Andy Reid is like. I want to say this until we turn the cameras on. Okay. I want to say this until we turn the cameras on, which we're going to do at about 7.20 a.m. Eastern Time. All right. We put the cameras on. I want to be able to look at the camera and you able to pontificate. Okay. All right? So because of that, we have another lead story that I want to hit the top with. Oh, let, me get, let me see what You know what this is. You, you, what could that possibly be? No more love? No more love, indeed. No more love for who? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we could, we could start yeah, with we that. We could start there. Because I thought, you know, cool lead stories in a way. Kevin Love breaks his hand punching LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> that second part can happen. That would be a great story, though. That would Wouldn't be. Wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, he doesn't punch LeBron, but he does break his hand. He broke his hand before, didn't he? It's like the second yeah. time he broke his hand. Out six to eight weeks, which is going to put him out. Uh, out for the All-Star game. Andre Drummond officially in, by the way, for John Wall. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see who goes next. Probably Team LeBron is falling apart. Probably Kemba would go next. I mean, yeah. Frankly, I don't know. Um... Anyway, Kevin Love breaks his hand, and as Corey just said, Team LeBron is in trouble. And with that, I guess we're heading to break. We'll talk more about Kevin Love. We'll talk more about the Cleveland Cavaliers when we come back. Unbelievable, it's Kevin Love. Take a break! We'll be back here at Fantasy Sports Network right after this. Playing Daily Fantasy Basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Back 
back with you, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So Kevin Love breaks his hand. Do we have a LeBron comment on this yet? Not yet. Not that, I, not are, that I've we are, seen We are waiting yet. on the LeBron comments. Okay. So he breaks his hand last night, which is crazy. Cause there were some major NBA stories last night, like James Harden dropping 60. Mm-hmm. Best triple-double ever. Triple-double ever. It was indeed. No, no Chris Paul, no Eric Gordon. He is just he's just awesome. I mean, really. Oh, my God. Lou, Lou, Jesus. I'm going through like the box scores now uh, as we prepare for later. Lou Williams was 5 of 26. <laughs> it happens. Come on. Everybody has a bad night, Greg. It happens. 5 of 26? Are you kidding me? It happens. We, we do not besmirch the good name of sweet Lou Williams. No, no, no. This program. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But anyway, Kevin Love breaks his hand. Uh, which means what, Core? Well, the Cavaliers are in trouble now. <clears throat> they have their, their they lost their second best player, so he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Team is already struggling, trying to figure out ways to get it together with their defense and stuff like that. And the Cavaliers obviously have to make a trade now if they want to be contenders this year. <clears throat> as crazy as it may sound, they may have to move that 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 pick from Brooklyn. That's crazy. They can't move the pick from Brooklyn. They, LeBron, they want, when LeBron leaves, they need it. You know, I feel you, but then they're not going to contend this year. Well, they will contend. Obviously, they'll be. They, they will have a very tough road ahead of them. They're going to have to. I would say they, they could even drop to the second half below that five seed, be on the road through the entire Eastern Conference playoffs. It's going to be very difficult to battle from that. This guy is logging too many minutes. He's having to drag this team himself. This is very bad news for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I, I mean, I think the team that you got to be excited for right now, especially with Parker coming back, is the Bucks. If, and if any team can make a move here, I would think it'd be Milwaukee. You know, you got the new coach in there; they have the talent. You, you, you add in the influx of Parker, and you know they're right there. They're a couple games behind Cleveland, so that three spot is there. So you know that's what I'm looking at. I mean, Washington's not going to have a wall for what six weeks or so. You just Cleveland lost love. Uh, I mean, Miami, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not that confident in them. The Eastern Conference is upside down. It looks like the Boston Celtics are going to have uh, free reign to win that thing this year. The Toronto Raptors also. Obviously, when LeBron, LeBron gets back in the full team to get healthy, they could go on a run. But he has to log too many minutes. He has to play too hard. He has to do too much just to get them there. I understand it's LeBron James, a superhuman, avocado, TB12, the whole thing. But at some point, how can you continue to carry this basketball team? It's either J.R. Smith is going to have to step up and really turn it on, which I don't think he can, or we're going to see a situation where the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to may even be an early exit in the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. So Kevin Love has a non-displaced fracture of the fifth metacarpal in his left hand. That's his pinky. That's his pinky. So he broke his pinky. Uh, Windhorse reports it'll be six to eight weeks for Kevin Love. Uh, that means more Tristan Thompson, more Jeff Green, more Jay Crowder, more Channing. More Fry. dudes is not getting it done. Correct. So, he's in a tough spot. You know, the problem is... A trade has to be made. You know what's crazy? We were talking about... Um, we were we were talking about yesterday how when they went to the finals a couple of years ago, the first time they faced Golden State, the best player other than LeBron was Matthew Delvadova. We yeah. laughed and we, we we chuckled and we thought we sat here in amazement that they were actually able to do that, right? Like have success in the finals with Matthew Delvadova as your second player. Well, 
If you look at this Cavs team right now, there is no Kyrie. There is no Kevin Love. And you have Isaiah Thomas, sure. But Isaiah Thomas, as proven over the last couple of weeks, has not meshed well at all with his Cavs team. And Isaiah Thomas, I hate to, I, I hate to sound like, you know, sizeism. Isaiah Thomas is too little. You know what I'm saying? To be, a, to, to, to be, he's too little. Obviously, well, I, he's, he's I not know. in a situation where he has to be the, your best player can't be 5'8". You feel what I'm saying? Sure. Now, but he's not the best player, obviously. No, but he's not their best player no more. But still, like you said, he hasn't messed well. He's a little dude. It's just it's it's too tough for him in in in, in the playoffs. So so I think so I think when it comes to not Isaiah, being a sizes. Well, I, when it comes to Isaiah Thomas, I don't think his game just meshes well with the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Like, not that you not that Kyrie was Mister Selfless by any means. But Isaiah Thomas is a volume scorer. Right? Yeah. Isaiah Thomas needs a ball in his hands at all times to be successful. And we saw him. I just saw, I joked about Lou Williams five for twenty six lines. We've seen that from Isaiah Thomas before. Yeah. And, and Boston just went on his back, and they went along for the ride. And they had great defenders around him, like Avery Bradley and Al Horford uh, in the past. And that is why Boston had a lot of success last year. Well, well, now you you don't have that anymore. Yeah, you have Jay Crowder around you still, sure, and you have LeBron James, absolutely. But you have point you have point guards like like Steph Curry are going to kill you. Yeah, kill I mean, you. Steph Curry is that's you can forget about that. As somebody reported, Matt, over the weekend when Boston played Golden State, like because of LeBron and the, his presence, um, certainly with Cleveland. The, the the Kyrie Irving Steph Curry battle this this rivalry at the point guard position has almost gone overlooked in past years and like Kyrie gets up to play Steph Curry and Steph Curry gets up to face Kyrie Irving and that's the thing Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry are not going to ever be a thing no I mean look uh, Boston Toronto I, look Cleveland just has to get healthy for the playoffs even doesn't really matter what seed they are I mean you don't want to be facing you don't want to fall to an eight seed but that's not going to happen sure. there's too many weak teams at the bottom. So I mean, it's surviving. But what do you? I I agree with Court. You just can't trade that pick. If 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 you if you are realistic, and you know he wants to sell the team, they uh, Le- Lebron's leaving. You gotta have something come the draft. You're gonna then. That's why I don't think you can trade that Nets pick. You're gonna you're, you're gonna need it in order. Whether LeBron listen, whether LeBron stays or not, you're probably gonna need that pick for, for a reinforcement. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no doubt. And then. Obviously, we'll start to hear a lot of DeAndre Jordan talk come up. But if you're, you're the clip joint, you, you know you, you got to, yeah, what you going to give us? Yeah, but, I mean, if you're LeBron and you came they're out. they're a desperate said, team. And you came out and said, I want to stay in Cleveland. I yeah. want to you know. Oh, it's it's, it's right. not going to do that. Then you can trade. I mean, even though you need the reinforcement, you can make a move now, get that piece. Love comes back, and you know he's not going to do that. Right, he's not. And you're absolutely right. That's not his mo. But so, that's selfish on him. So I was reading an article on Bleacher Report yesterday about how when they fired David Griffin, the, the, the biggest problem in Cleveland, and a lot of this does fall on LeBron, is is communication. Is that there's zero communication between anybody, right? Because mm-hmm. LeBron obviously uh, reports directly to Dan Gilbert, and Dan Gilbert reports directly to LeBron. And that's it. That's the only communication that is there. And Dallas, so, Maverick, and Maverick. And Maverick, Maverick, and Maverick. Yeah. that's the hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what's your man Rose do? Yeah, him too. So when Kevin Love, a couple, uh, well, last week or two weeks, I don't remember how long ago it was at this point, when Kevin Love left, everyone's like, where what, what the hell is Kevin Love? And instead of just being like, well, he's sick, he, he left so no one else got sick, it, it was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And when David Griffin got fired back in June, evidently somebody somebody was saying that they, they texted Tristan Thompson, I think it was. Like, yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts on David Griffin getting fired? He's like, Griffin's gone. And there, there's just no 
communication there at all. So when they put in a, a fake GM, some like 37-year-old yeah. dude, it's like, all right, Dan Gilbert's in charge now. And LeBron, when Kyrie Irving says, I want out, and LeBron says, get him out of here, Dan Gilbert says, okay, yeah, and trades him to your arch rivals because Danny Gilbert has no idea what he's doing. He's not, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not a basketball he's not general, a general manager. manager. He's not. Yeah, LeBron's he's not. a general manager, right? So that's the that's the problem here. That there's just no communication in Cleveland. And now LeBron's not going as as Matt and Corey both pointed out. He's not going to say I'm staying here for the rest of my life by by any means. And now you're going to be put in a situation where he's going to be Kevin Love's out. We aren't winning. Get me DeAndre Jordan, and they're gonna do something stupid to get DeAndre Jordan. Now, like Kevin Love out, like now DeAndre Jordan's like the most obvious thing in the world, right? Like yeah. now you have to go get DeAndre Jordan, and they're going to, and it's gonna be a terrible trade for them. Yeah, because they're going, they're, they're being held, they're going to be held hostage. Here, here's my comp. Uh, remember in the Dark Knight when the Joker walks out of the hospital and like hits the button? Yeah, of course. That's gonna be LeBron leaving Cleveland yeah. after the season. <laughs> you know, this total implosion. It's one of, my, one, he, of, one of my favorite scenes. He's not, and the thing about it is, <clears throat> I hate to say there's nothing the Cavaliers can do. Because what is Gilbert going to do? Gilbert's only move is to trade LeBron, who has no trade. <laughs> and he'll wave that, and then, and then he won't wave that. And then it'll be, you know, they got to limp towards they gotta limp towards the finish line. One thing about it is, it's always hard. You know, we sit up here this morning in this doom and gloom. But this team gets healthy. They get into the Eastern Conference playoffs, they very well could start knocking teams off because they got the best player in basketball. Oh, yeah, no. That's why it's all about just getting healthy yeah. now and, you know. And trying to not drop too far out of contention. Does it matter if they're really the third seed or the sixth seed? No. You, I mean, you don't want to be seven or eight and have yeah. to play Toronto and Boston in, in the first round. Right. But, I mean, for me, there really is no difference in the no. from three to six. <clears throat> yeah. It's just about how many minutes LeBron James is logging to get there. No, I think that's a great and how much And how much he's going to have to push once they get there for him to get ahead. So, I mean... Yeah, TB12. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be TB12. Better get them pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> them avocados and whatever they got working. So, And then LeBron hasn't taken his little two-week sabbatical yet. He more than likely won't be able to take that this year. He's not going to be happy about that. So it's a mess right now with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It is an absolute mess. As much as they, as much as they um, underappreciate Kevin Love, they're going to learn to appreciate him now without him. Because they're going, they are in, they are in big trouble. Absolutely, they are in monster, monster trouble. Um, but not as much trouble as Washington Redskins are. <laughs> we turn the cameras on. We talk about the trade when we come back. Throw experts, fast sports radio network. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome 
Inside Studio 34. My name is Greg Sussman. To my right, it's the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. To my left, it's Wall Street, Matt Mojica. He doesn't care that we're on camera. Excuse me. I was reading. Reading is fundamental. <clears throat> the question is what he was reading, really. <laughs> it's educational. Yes, I'm sure it was. Now, educational. It's an interesting word you should use because it seems like Dan Snyder still needs an education in management of his franchise. Yeah. Last I night, love it. it is announced, or it leaks out because it can't be officially announced for another month or so, that Alex Smith will be the next starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Not only did Washington trade for Alex Smith, give up a third rounder and Kendall Fuller, their best quarterback, they also signed him to a four-year, $70 million guaranteed extension. It is official. Alex Smith in Washington and Kirk Cousins is not. Your initial reaction, Corey Parson? Initial reaction was, <clears throat> wow, this is a blockbuster move right here. You look at the situation where it puts Kirk Cousins in now. Kirk Cousins is in line for a real big payday. Um, he's going to go test free agency and, and get his money. And um, so Kirk Cousins will not be back in D.C. With Alex Smith, Washington does not get any better. Does not get any better with this case. We talk about Andy Reid and how he can be like the smartest coach in the NFL alongside and then one day be like the silliest coach in the NFL. This is another move of Andy Reid being the smartest guy in the room. Andy Reid knew exactly where to go to dump Alex Smith. Because he had already dumped a veteran quarterback on them a decade ago. It's the best. He already did this to them. And they let it happen again. He duped them again. Remember Donovan McNabb? Now he sends them an agent, Alex Smith. And then D.C. gives him $70 million guaranteed when you had to give Cousins $90 million. Basically, this looks right here from Washington's standpoint. Whereas if you have a situation where... John Gruden likes coachable. I mean, not John. Jay Gruden likes coachable players. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Kirk Cousins was coachable to him. I think he felt this Kirk Cousins was too much about Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins being the, this, the stat dog that he is, trying to accumulate these big numbers so he can cash out in free agency. That's exactly what Kirk Cousins did. I think Gruden wanted somebody in there that was more coachable. Alex Smith is very coachable. But you don't really get anything with Alex Smith. I think this downgrades the offense a bit. I think Jameson Crowder still has his value. I think everybody else in D.C. takes a step down, including Alex Smith. This is not a good move for D.C., and I'm happy about it. You saved $20 million, I'd say, maybe $30 million. Given that. What, $70 million guaranteed. I'm not sure how much guaranteed Kirk Cousins would get, but it could be 90 to $100 million. That's what it sounds saying. like. Right, I, I agree. So you're saving 20 to $30 million. But you're giving up Kendall Fuller, who is an uh, up-and-coming cornerback for this team. You're giving up a third-round draft pick, and you're locking in Alex Smith, who's five years older, or four or five years older than Kirk Cousins. We have seen Alex Smith be on teams that had a defense to go to the Super Bowl, that has playmakers on offense, that, quite frankly, just has not been good enough. Now, you look at the weapons in Washington, and you're like, this isn't going to work. I mean, it's like Dan Schneider's the Daniel Gilbert of the NFL without LeBron, without the best player. Look, I mean... Corey's right. He he just uh, rope-a-doped them once again. And whatever that $20, 30000000 million, 
it's there's a there's a big difference. Alex Smith is coming off his best season ever, ever, and as far as the deep pass went, he was fantastic this year. I mean, as much as we kill him as a dink and dunker, I mean, the previous two seasons, if you look at the stats, it 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 backed that up. But this past year, he did, you know, whatever it was, he felt the heat of the rookie coming on, and he knew how to step his game up. He did throw that ball down the field, and he, he did a very good job with that. Washington's offense this year was totally different than it was previous when, when they had Deshaun Jackson, when they had Pierre Garçon. It was very much a dink and dunk offense. I, you know, and Fuller, along with that third-round pick, if you look at pro football focus, he was the number one rated slot corner. So this seems like a really, really high price to pay. Plus, they're giving this guy, he's going to be, what, 38 when this contract ends? He's getting $70 million. Well, he's not going to see the end of this contract. $70 million guaranteed. Washington's going to draft a quarterback this year. Now, we don't, so we don't know how this contract breaks out, right? I don't know when the guaranteed money's up, right? It could be... Realistically, after three years, that, that you're giving them 22 million or so, 23 million or so uh, for the first three years, and then we'll see what the last, what the last. I think he plays two years of this deal. I think it'll be. This is Alex Smith. Yes, sir. It's going to be a quarterback in waiting. Oh, There's going to be a Colin Kaepernick. There's going to be a Pat Mahomes. There's going to be somebody that's going to be waiting to take this job from Alex Smith. Not yet. So what people aren't really remembering? Yes, he signed that. He signed that four-year deal for 70 million dollars. Mm-hmm. That's on top of the year he has left. He has five years in Washington. Mm-hmm. They're not. I don't. I don't agree, Corey, that they're going to draft the quarterback now. This is it. The plan is Alex Smith. I think. Well, the plan. I, I say you give him two years. That's it. I see him. I see him. I see him getting two years. But that third year, I think it'd be a situation where Alex Smith is more than likely ran out of town because he's not going to be that explosive, dynamic down the field passer. Um, he's not going to be a guy that's going to get them any 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 deep into any playoff runs. They're going to be talking on DC Sports Radio about how Alex Smith and Andy Andy Reid duped them again with Alex yep. Smith. Yep. Alex Smith on the downside of his career, needing to draft a quarterback to start all over again. That's going to be the talk with this thing two or three years from now. That's exactly how it's going to happen. So you know what? I listen. They they are going to be one. They're going to remain irrelevant in the NFC East and the NFC period. That's just going to be D.C. football unless they bring a power running game in there. This is Jay. This is Gruden wanting to get a quarterback in there that he can say, you know what, do this, do this, do this, and Alex Smith go right out there and do it. I just Gruden likes coachable players. He likes guys he can fit into his system. Alex Smith is very coachable, not going to turn the football over. We know the Alex Smith M.O. That's not what Kirk Cousins was. Kirk Cousins wanted to be a gunslinger because he was playing for big money. You look at Alex Smith and you look at his career, right? He was most successful um, in Kansas City when you have a Kareem Hunt, when you have a Jamal Charles, when you have a, a, a fantastic running They had like that, none of that in D.C. None of that. Is what I was yeah. He was most successful in San Francisco. Right. You relied on Frank You relied on Frank Gore. You relied on you know, a few passes here and there to Vernon Davis. And that was it. I get it, Matt. He has the career year slinging it down the field. But... As Corey just said, he's had nothing well, in Well, here's my biggest problem with it is everybody knew Kansas City wanted to trade him. Yeah. I mean, they also had, I believe, this cap hit or whatever. If he stayed on the roster, right. it was going to be $17 million Correct. this Correct. year. Correct, yes. So it was like everything that everybody knew that, look, they drafted Mahomes. It was Mahomes' time now. He was going to be the quarterback. So... I mean, look, it sounds like the Browns were trying to get him as well. So maybe Washington saved him. On the aspect of having the Kareem Hunt or the Jamal Charles or even in San Francisco, Chris Thompson had a fantastic year before he got injured. And if you believe Samaje P. Ryan, I mean, I really don't. But if you believe Samaje P. Ryan is their back of the future. And with Thompson, who can catch the ball, we've seen used in that role how dynamic he can be. I just think 
what we saw this year is probably uh-huh. going to be the Redskins' offense again next year, not what it was two, two years ago. So I agree. The biggest benefactor of this trade for Washington is, is Chris Thompson. Problem is, Corey, can Chris Thompson stay on the field? No, not really. That's not really a good thing for Chris Thompson. He had a major injury going down the stretch, too, so it's going to be interesting to see how he bounced back. He he break, just, he's breaking his leg, or is it worse than that? I think it might, it, might, it might be some knee damage in that, in that mix, too. So he's got a situation where he has to get back and get healthy. You look at Jordan Reed. I think Jordan Reed is probably closer to retire, retirement Absolutely. than he is to, yeah. to, to being a— Oh, Alex Smith and Vernon Davis are back together again. Vernon, they're both, and they're both in the rocking chairs. <laughs> so, you know, you got that situation right there. So basically what happened was this. Um, they went out there, Andy Reid and the crew went out there to the Senior Bowl last week, and the light bulb, Andy Reid saw uh, Dan Snyder, and the light bulb went off, and he was like, you know what? I know exactly who to go to. Supposedly, uh, Andy Reid was in talks with multiple teams, and there was a lot, there was a lot going on uh, with Alex Smith. The Browns, of course, after he gets traded, said, well, we, we were in it. We were in on this. Well, yeah, that's like the, that's what was, the Browns that's, MO. You was just saying that he, he that's wants what, AJ. That's what, that's what the Mets do. We were there. We tried. It's not, no. it's not, the, Mets, it's not the Mets that do it. It's, it's the Orioles that do it. Okay, yeah. The yeah. Orioles do it more than The Mets anybody. just say they're keeping tabs on it. <laughs> the Mets are keeping tabs on him before he signs. Once he signed, the Orioles are the Orioles are like, we were right there. We, we, we were right there. But they don't, you know, then they send the, the retread. Um, but yeah, so the Browns, it's amazing. Literally, minutes after this happens, Mary Kay Cabot comes out and says, oh yeah, the Browns, the Browns are... Leaked, leaked immediately from Cleveland. Okay, let me just ask you a question. Let's yes, play sir. the devil's advocate here. Sure. Say this is the new version of Alex Smith. He's okay. going to sling it down the field. I, I mean, for me... You know, Jordan Reed, I can't count on anymore. I, I just can't. Right. But now you have, you know, your, your other receivers. I, I mean, I don't know. I think that the offense is going to look like it did this year. But if he's the guy he was this year, the four-year deal and the $70 million is what really gets me. And that they had to give up a third-round pick and, you know, this guy who's rated the number one slot. That's, that's is where it gets ridiculous. That's, that's, I, I mean, look, this is – but this is what Washington does – Every offseason, they'll either overpay on a bunch of free agents, and they'll get some buzz, and they'll be t- everybody will underperform. So, this is a Dan Snyder Gruden move. This is not the general manager. What's the general manager name? Whatever his name is, I can't think. Bruce of Allen, huh? Bruce Allen's the general manager in Washington. No, he's not. Yes, he is. It's the dude that what's the dude that they brought in there from Seattle? Oh no, they got that's right. Scott McClure right. and they got rid of. Yeah, 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 they, they got they got. They, rid they, of. they buried that dude too. Yeah. They said he had a drinking problem they remember, again. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they really went. They went hard. He, he tweeted this morning, by the way. What did he tweet? He's like, I would have never traded Kendall Fuller. He's the best player on defense. So there you go, right there. You see the situation. They, it's, it's listen. Washington is low hanging fruit. Yeah, you know, you know how. Remember, we were talking yesterday how I could always catch Scott, like Scott, you know, you sure. know, always catch Scott with that that silly D's whatever joke. Yes, that's that's what that's that's what that's what uh, Andy Reid knew when he was going to Mobile. He was like, I know I can get it. I know I can get it with Washington and Cleveland probably, and, and probably Cleveland too. So somebody so, somebody kind of speculated last night that if Cleveland really were serious about an offer, Cleveland or Washington, and they went to Alex Smith like, where do you want to go? He's like. Washington, I guess. Yeah. You know. Alex Smith don't care. You know, whoever don't got a young quarterback to take my Alex job. Alex Smith's like, I'm getting $70 million? I'll go anyway. Yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> so Alex, does Smith, it make sense? Alex Smith gets a walkout, a, 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 a career, to end his career with $70 million, the most mediocre quarterback in NFL history. Did this, Corey, does it make sense quickly here? Made for baseball season. What's up? I don't know. Does it, does it, does it make sense, Corey, to have a, to pay Alex Smith 
seventy million dollars and a third round pick, Kendall Fuller, rather than just playing Kirk Cousins. Just bring back Kirk Cousins. I don't. Just bring back Kirk Cousins. That 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 was the easy thing. But now, just sign Tyrod Taylor or something. Yeah, but but now Cousins, (laughs) but now Cousins has the the real good opportunity right here. Oh, he's got hammer. We will talk about that, of course, next hour here on Roto Experts. When we come back, I am joined by the King of Charlotte. Get his take on everything we've started with. It's a good show. It's a fun day. We have a lot to go. We'll talk about it next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Squares are back at Fantasy Factor. They're giving away 2500 bucks in cash and prizes free dinner. Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player. Flatter prize pool, smaller fields, and extra contest only. Fantasy Factor runs NBA and NHL free rolls each and every week. The free dinner. Sign up today. www.fantasyfactor.com And with that, we bring in the host of Fantasy Sports Today. You heard from him earlier today. Host of the Fantasy Sports News Desk, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. He is the king, managing editor of SportsGrid.com and RotoExperts.com. The king, Scott Angle. Luke. Good morning, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Good. Hey, how you doing at Star Wars, nerd? <laughs> What's up, Scotty? What's going Good. on with you, my man? Do you have a giant stormtrooper like uh, No, Jake I don't Seeley? have a giant stormtrooper yeah. like Jake Seeley. What a geek you are. <laughs> Watching Star Wars and Senior Bowl practices. Senior Bowl nerd. practices. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did nerd. nerd out on Senior Bowl practice, yeah. Scott. Great. All right. Fantastic. Okay, Scotty, I want to start with our two top stories today. Uh, the first, Kevin Love breaking his hand last night out for the next six to eight weeks. What the hell are the Cavs going to do? They're probably going to make a trade. That's what the Associated Press was speculating last night. Uh, you know, there's really no other way to fill the void. You know, when you lose it, when you lose a player like that, who else do they really have that can step up? You know, not only that, you know, John Wall out six to eight weeks now, and Otto Otto Porter did a nice job of stepping up last night. Well, sure, yeah, I mean, that's obviously in Washington, but but with Cleveland, you said they're going to they're going to make a trade. What you know, for who? For who? For what? What can they trade? You know. Well, look, that's that's what the AP said because that's really the only that's really the only way to fill the void. I mean, you know, we we looked at we looked at what was his name? Uh, Jokic almost got traded the other night, so maybe they could work something out there. But they got to work around the whole bird, bird rule there. You know, that's a mess too. 
Uh, okay, so let's let's move on from that. Uh, let's talk about a trade that actually happened then, as last night uh, it breaks during the State of the Union, which I know we are all you know paying attention to very intently, uh, and that is. Washington acquires Alex Smith in exchange for a third rounder. And Kendall Fuller, your thoughts on that, sir? Uh, lots of thoughts on that. Number one, Smith is coming off of a career year and because he threw downfield more, and maybe Jay Gruden wants him to do that. Or the flip side is, is they're going to surround him with more talent because you know, some reports coming out that they want to get more of a of a premier running back in that backfield, even though Chris Thompson, you know, plays a unique role for them. They want to get a speed guy maybe to combine with Josh Doxson and uh Jamison Crowder and you know Jordan Reed never stays healthy. And you know, I th- there's about seven teams that I made a list of that I spoke about on Fantasy Sports today that would make a lot of sense for Kirk Cousins and Patrick McCombs is going to get his chance because he he just makes throws that that Alex Smith can you know he's a unique talent but of course there's going to be some bumps there's it's going to be a learning curve there and I think Chiefs fans and fantasy players are going to have to live with it but it makes Tyreek Hill maybe more explosive but. And, you know, maybe can hit even more deep plays, but is the consistency going to be there? We're going to have to see how it affects Travis Kelsey. Will will he get as many receptions? Because this guy's probably going to throw more interceptions and his completion percentage is not going to be as good. Talking to Scott Angle, host of Fantasy Sports Today, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I think it's a really good point, Scotty, that we hadn't touched on yet in regards to Pat Mahomes. I'm going to talk about that next hour, too. But a lot of people, and I saw this a lot on Twitter, I saw this, you know, the gif of Patrick Mahomes, everyone loves him, and oh my God, this is going to be explosive, it's going to be Colin Kaepernick with San Francisco all over again, he's got the arm, he's got the athletic ability, he's got the speed, Tyreek Hill is going to be explosive, Kareem Hunt's going to be explosive, this offense finally will be released from the clutches of Alex Smith, and maybe I'm a little conservative here, not that anyone ever say that about me, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm being conservative in that, like, I kind of want to slow the roll a little bit here. Yeah, because if you talk about Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. The guy couldn't complete a high percentage pass to save his life. So, yep. you know, you don't want that necessarily. Yeah, so, uh, Corey, I want, I want to ask you this uh, as a football guy. Everyone's, everyone's going nuts yeah. on Twitter and whatnot with Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's talking about how quickly he's going to be drafted and what this offense is going to turn into. And I get it. He's got the monster arm. He looked great in the preseason. Looked good in the one game he started in Week 17. He's going to have his ups and downs. He's going to have his yeah. bumps and bruises. He's going to need to rely on the running game. I think the Tyreek Hill love is great. I would peg it down a little bit, maybe to that third round area if you can get him there as a wide receiver too, because he's gonna have he's gonna have his bumps, you know what I'm saying? You got Andy Reid calling plays, you never know how that's gonna go. So it's gonna be some ups and downs for for, for young Mr. Mahomes coming up this season. Eventually I think that he can lead them further than Alex Smith will, but I don't think that's going to be this season upcoming. <clears throat> Do you think for fantasy purposes? That Patrick Mahomes will be better than Alex Smith was in 2017. For fantasy purposes, yes. no. I think they can be. I think the best case scenario is that they're equal and that the production is equal for some of the Chiefs, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs offensive stars. I I do think that um, you got a situation here where you see a slight downgrade. This is still a young quarterback getting his first opportunity. 
preseason games, games at the end of the year that don't really matter. That don't really matter. It's hard to judge them based on that. You get out there and it's and and you know and it's week six and you're on the road versus Denver. Yeah. That's a different environment right there. So I think the young man's gonna have his ups and downs. I think it's opt. I think it's good to be optimistic. I think he can give you a little bit more, and he's more likely your future. But um, I to say that he's going to come in here immediately, Patrick home Patrick Mahomes, and make this team an offensive juggernaut. I think that's a mistake. You check it out, uh, RoadWestPerts.com, of course. I uh, asked Corey about the, the fantasy side of um, the fantasy side of this trade. You can be more about it at RoadWestPerts. Uh, Jake immediately uh, put an article up in regards to how this will affect everybody. We spoke about the Chiefs here, Scott, briefly. Um, but with Washington, so Alex Smith replaces Kirk Cousins effectively as the starter in Washington. The one guy that I thought and I brought up a few minutes ago that really, I don't want to say uh, sees an increase, but certainly doesn't see a decrease, is your, your guy Chris Thompson, right? Like, Chris Thompson is just going to be dump-off central, a dump-off central, and we've seen as long as he can stay on the field, he's awesome. But, you know, the wide receivers, we everyone's expected uh, a step up from Josh Doxson, Ryan Grant, if he comes back, uh, Jordan Reed, if he comes back, which he won't. You know, a, a, lot, a, a lot of these wide receivers have to take hits now, I would think. I would think so. I think it's going to become a different sort of offense here, and they're probably going to build out because you saw in Kansas City he had Kelsey. Hill is, what, the last year and a half or so. They never really had a strong wide receiving crew there. There, there, there. Never panned out. I think they're not going to try to, sur- to surround him with a diverse sort of receiving crew and have him play sort of a West Coast approach, if you will, with quite quick reads and high percentage passes, which play to his strength. So I think you'll see a different set of numbers than you would. You'll see different sort of skill sets. And I think Chris Thompson does play into that, and he's very explosive because all he has to do is hit him with a swing or a short pass, and the guy can take it to the house. So he's still going to have a role. Yeah, so Chris Thompson, totally agree. He's going to have a major role. What he could do, his skill set fits his offense perfectly. And if they do this modified West Coast offense, as you're suggesting, which I kind of agree with you, it's what he's thrived on in the past in his career. Chris Thompson's the man. Um, I guess Jamison Crowder probably still has the same role he has, but that's probably it with Washington, right? Yeah, I mean, you don't know what you're going to get from Doxon just yet, and they want to sign another speed receiver yeah. because you know, Alex Smith will occasionally throw downfield, or they want to get a type that you know maybe has speed and runs after the catch here. So uh, there's, there's, not, there's not a lot in free agency, actually. I mean, Jarvis Landry doesn't quite fit that mold as the run-after-the-catch guy. He can do it, but it's not something that's his forte necessarily. I'm looking for Marquise Lee to maybe land in either Dallas or Washington this, in free agency. I think those are two good spots for him. Does Marquise Lee, Aaliyah, though, have the speed? I'm not, saying, I'm not saying I know. Does Marquise Lee have the speed that would be the perfect spot in Washington for him, though? I think yeah, I think you know he's not a pure burner, right? But he's enough of a guy that he can do things after the catch where he would kind of fit nicely. He's kind of, this team needs to worry about their running game. DC needs yeah. to worry about their running Won't game. Don't they have Jameson Crowder? I mean, he's the guy. Jameson Crowder in the slot, and then Doxon well, on the, the outside. Slot, you're going to need someone speedy to go down the field. Well, I mean, like you said, who they who they going to get in the 
in free agency. Uh, no, I don't see them going they, after. They just gave seventy million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Go after what's his name from uh, Jaguars? No, they can't. They can't afford none of these dudes. They can't. What well, they 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 Allen Robinson. Exactly. They can't afford none of these dudes right now. And their priority right now needs to be a running back. You bring Alex Smith in there, you have to get that running game turned around. So why why receivers are not? Do they have the money to get him? <laughs> it looks like it's going to have to be somebody that they did draft later, a little bit later on. Yeah. And hopefully they can and hopefully they can hit a home run in the draft or maybe they move up. You know. You never know, Dan. Dan Snyder, this whole thing, Bruce Allen. They don't really. This is a Dan Snyder move right here. This is a Dan. This is, this is not a football guy 100%. move. This is a Dan Snyder move right here, and this is Andy Reid um, hitting the low hanging fruit on, on on this one right here. So it's easy money right there. Absolutely. Easy, easy, Corey, easy. To Corey's they point, have to get a. a, a the a, reports are. The reports are that you know they want to go after a a probably a more dominant inside running back, but wow. there are free agents out there Isaiah that Crowell. fit the bill. There, there's, there's not, you know, they could get Taylor Gabriel, they could get Paul Richardson, you right. know, somebody right. like that. Yeah, so those those outside receivers exist, but when it comes to yeah. the running game... Um, Is he the draft or is Isaiah Crowell? Well, What's Yeldon? Isaiah oh, Crowell. Mc, Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon comes to mind. Carlos Hyde, obviously, out there as well. There are running backs. Scott, Carlos you, Hyde would be the ideal guy. Yeah, probably. McKinnon, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't go. I, I love McKinnon. I know you do. I, I think you got Thompson there. You want more you're of right. him. You're yeah. right. Crowell. You need an Isaiah Crowell type. I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, I just don't know if Samashe P. Ryan's the guy you want to rely on with Alex Smith, Scott. There are, they've already, you know, there's already been reports that they want to get more of a premier running back, and P. Yeah. Ryan just doesn't seem to be that guy. I don't think that guy exists on free agency either, really like an inside sort of pounder that they want to get. So, you know, may, maybe unless they make a trade. Look, LeGarrette Blunt always seems to end up somewhere, and he's an unrestricted free that's agent. That's not a premier running game. No, that's not a premier running game at all. All right, Scotty, we'll do it all again tomorrow, my friend. I'm excited to do it. We'll come back. Uh, we'll continue this conversation into the next hour. It's the Roto Experts, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. We're back here on uh, yeah. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're Roto Experts. Good to see Nando this morning. Nando in the house oh, early this about morning. That. It's cold out there, though. It is. It is. It is I should have worn my heavy coat today. I just have. ran out the door. And I was like, oh, boy, let me zip up. You know what I'm saying? It's freezing outside. Yeah, it's not the, not the favorite temperature of the fantasy executive, but we'll figure it out. You, like, you got a lot to unpack today. We do. It's, it's a good show. It's a good yeah. show. Yeah, you like the fantasy executive, a lot of them today. You have them, of course, this morning. Roto Experts, Fantasy Frenzy. Just found out he's going to appear on today's... Uh, uh, Al Melky. Fan, fan rag fantasy baseball. You, you want to say that for Al Melchior? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't have to. Well, whatever. We'll, 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 wait, wait, you're, you're appearing Al Melchior shorter now. Yeah, I'm appearing fan on Al Melchior. Uh, fan rag fantasy baseball. That'll be on uh, at 225 it today. Not, it will not be. It'll be recorded at 225 today. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, that's whatever. We'll just, <laughs> just listen for it. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll get it done that way. So I, he already... 
I obviously I told him what I asked him what are we speaking about in advance so I don't embarrass myself. Oh, so you're prepared for some baseball this So morning. we got we're gonna be talking some U Darvish. Oh, we'll talk about later in the show. We'll talk about the Yankees third baseman. Uh, we'll not be talking about that later in the show. <laughs> Miguel Andujar. We'll see about it's that. It's about the Yankees third base position and then you know it's called Andujar, so you know. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're I had very to welcome. do. I had to. I had to get the pronunciation guide from the PGA tour yesterday. Also, <laughs> that's How did that go that's yesterday? hard. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was a very good show. I thought. I thought I saw it, but I, I'm. I'm I'm always curious as to what the comments, comments are. are. On, yeah. on the fringy, on the Where's fringy? Mayo? <laughs> on the Frenzy today, will you be announcing the lineup? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. No, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I have the lineup ready for tomorrow. All right, that's perfect. Before we went to break, we were talking with Scotty about uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and what the deal is how with that ex- explosiveness. And as I said, no one's ever going to call me uh, conservative by any means, but. <laughs> But I feel like I'm the conservative one when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I've heard a lot of people kind of in your camp, Matt, were just like, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This team is going to be explosive. Tyreek Hill, who you were already in on. We've said that before. You are already in on. You're now just like even more so. Is there no concern from you that like Patrick Mahomes could struggle in his basically true rookie year? No, he'll definitely. He'll have ups and downs. Uh, it's like you say, it's his rookie season, but... What I've been able to see with with his arm, he's make he makes throws that other quarterbacks can't. How uh, he did have that year off. I do like that he was able to watch on the sidelines. Many quarterbacks don't get that opportunity anymore. They're thrown in. They they're not ready for it, or it's it's just a bad situation in most cases. Now he has this whole off season to prepare, set it up. He does look. Andy Reid, as Corey says, sometimes he's the smartest guy in the room. Sometimes he just self destructs. Usually, when it has to do with the clock. <laughs> but uh, having a guy like Tyreek Hill and that skill set, I was a guy that was uh, kind of skittish to put him in that uh, to move him up my board this year, and he, he proved me wrong in every aspect. This was his, you know, that his first year as a wide receiver won. Yeah. He showed it. And what he was able to do in just 100, what, he had like 100, just over 100 targets. He caught the ball at like 70% of the time. Uh, he is a weapon. I think he only gets better. And when, he's, he, he's pretty much uncoverable. And when you have an arm that uh, Mahomes possesses, I, I think there's just too, too many good things. You see what Alex Smith and Terry Kill were able to do. I, I, I think this kid's going to take it to the next step. There's gonna be there's gonna be bad as well. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not just coming out here with with blinders on, but I think there's gonna be a lot more good than bad. So where's Tyreek Hill going drafts next year? Uh, for me, he's definitely a consideration in the end of the second round. And the, end of the second round for me. I mean, I, 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 Corey, I'm not sure. If I take him. I, I want him in. I want him in the mid third. I want him as a wide receiver too. I, I would take him as a wide receiver one if it was Alex Smith. But with this rookie, with this second year quarterback, I'm, I can't. I can't commit. Um, a second round pick. I can't. I can't commit to him as a wide receiver. One, put it like that. Okay, I, I think that's reasonable. I also want him in the third round, but I think I'm, I'm willing to take up the first part of that third round earlier than I ever was before. We'll take a break. I believe it. Right, fair enough. We'll come back more on this trade, particularly from the Kirk Cousins side. Next. 